Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? Worlds Collide, back again. It's a roundtable. But first, Tony, who are you and where are you from? I don't know. I'm just some guy. You just sent me a message one day. And I'm like, parts okay. unknown, Tony Vella. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, guy, this guy's bald. He's cool. He's got tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Tony Vella with WrestlingTradingCards.com. Uh, you know, the checklist site and now selling T-shirts and trading cards, I guess. So The site that PSA references. Don't yes. let that slide. Even when a David Peck sends me a message and goes, hey, can you add this? uh nick gage card from uh from yes, uh, bbm sir. so i can get it <laughs> <All> graded <laughs> like can you buy a card because you haven't bought one yet buddy <laughs> and i am zan from wrestling with cards and of course you've stumbled onto another roundtable episode everyone likes these uh i think it's nice that we finally found some formats that people are digging so i like it on the on these roundtables we like to get different guests as much as possible so i'm going to turn it over for a quick introduction i'll let you start matt um, Matt Delacus, I'm from Cleveland, uh, M. Delacus on Twitter, big wrestling fan, big collector, um, glad to be part of the wrestling card community, I think it's, uh, there's nothing like it, lots of good people, so. It's the best! Yes. It is, it is the best, for sure. Well, hey everybody, my name is Caleb Edkins, or Collecting with Caleb on Twitter, um, I'm a collector of mostly The Undertaker. I've been doing the hashtag StreetPC recently, collecting a key card of everybody The Undertaker uh, beat at WrestleMania, as long as well as his... He's that guy. Yeah, as well as his rookie cards. Um, And I'm just glad to be on here. I talk to these guys on Twitter all day, so it's nice to finally get to talk to you guys (laughs) face-to-face. Such a unique PC like project put together. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, it's different. I like that. Appreciate it. It's getting so close. I'm so close to tracking down the wrestling Flair. all-stars, Ric Flair. Yep. That's the last one I need. I've been selling off all kinds of stuff to get towards it. Doing the, the Zan morning uh, uh, philosophy of uh, just stepping up. Yep, exactly. Actually, Caleb, um, since everybody knows our format, let's go ahead and have you just introduce your first topic today, because I think that kind of goes in line with what we were just talking about. Yeah, definitely. So my uh, my topic was going to be, um, how do you guys stay like engaged with the hobby or collecting when you're saving up for a big purchase or like a grail that you're working towards? Because um, I find myself sometimes not always like getting on Twitter and checking stuff out when I'm just grinding away, saving up money, as opposed to if I'm making like small purchases here and there, I, I tend to be more engaged when I'm doing that. So I was wondering what you guys thoughts were. Matt, you want to start? Um, if I want something, so I'm, I'm, I, I'm tend to be more of a collector than a seller, but I do tend to pick things up that I don't necessarily have any attachment to. So when I really want something, I start offloading that, like I'll buy, buy some sealed wax or I'll buy, um, you know, 
some popular stuff that I don't maybe like. And then I also used to be a shoe collector. So I sort of taken the shoes and I've gotten those sold out. And then I've been, I really helped me boost my wrestling card collection. So I don't uh, tend to send any, sell anything in my collection that uh, I just want to keep. So it's not really for sell. It's just for my own. But you, you found know. it. You have an old hobby that you've said, I'm done with this hobby and kind yes. of use as investing into your new hobby. Exactly. The old hobby was getting to be a little, um, I've been out of it for a couple of years, but I sort of kept them. And I was like, you know, I'll keep those for a rainy day. And then I've always sort of dabbled in wrestling since I was a kid and I'd have my stuff since I was a kid. But now when I really ramped it up and want to get the, the big pieces, it's really helped me catapult to that. There's a little bit big money in shoes, man. Yeah, there's definitely. Uh, I used to have a booth more. when I was in California. I had a booth at Frankenstein Collectibles, and the guy had a booth next to me. Uh, well, there was several people. They kept coming in and out, but this guy eventually there, and that's all he sold was shoes. And that was the first time I'd ever seen anybody like officially sell collectible shoes. Like, and and people would come in and drop mad money with him. Yeah, it's big. Well, uh, the the wife and I wanted to go to the World Series when the Indians were playing the Cubs, and. Uh, I sold, I, tickets were well Crazy. over a thousand dollars. And I said, well, I'm not touching my money. I sold a pair of shoes. It was the world series. Horrible <laughs> game to go to. Still right. shoes, but, but see, that, that, that totally fits your, your model right there. And it's like a perfect example yeah. of what you preach all the time, which is right. just taking things uh, that maybe you're not really attached to that. You have a low investment. It's like that flipping it for something you really want to have. Right. Yeah. And that's, I don't even know where to start with this conversation because I've like, I talk about this stuff all the time and there's just so many ways to go about it. Um, Tony, you can speak for this too. And I also want to get your opinion on how this is like rolling into you opening your store mm -hmm. because that, that, that is a grail. You know what I'm saying? That's the same as talking about a hot, a grail hobby. So for us, I don't know about you, but producing content is another, is one thing that it's a grind, but I love it. And it's, it helps me meet people, learn things, get connected with other collectors, which sometimes those people end up kicking me things that I never expected to find mm -hmm. in the PC items. And so that, that's a, that's something. Um, but for me, I've just, I'm just so driven, like no matter what I'm doing, like I just don't stop and I just keep going until I get it. And Caleb, you said, um, how, how are you going about like, like what's your process right now of trying to get this flare? Like, are you, nickel and diamond stuff or are you mainly trying to flip big stuff like what's your process here that might be able to help me kind of give you a better answer to that yeah so all of my like bigger higher end stuff is pcs things that aren't going anywhere so a lot of the stuff that i've been listing up and selling has been more like middle of the range i haven't been doing a lot of the like lower value stuff um which is something i want to get into there, there's some good there's some good returns in lower value stuff right though. i mean yeah. things you might be in for pennies on the dollar site and you're flipping for even 50 cents exactly. that's, a profit, that's a huge profit margin yeah and one of the things i want i want to get like a label printer to kind of like speed that process up to, uh before i start doing that but uh yeah i've been paid, taking like basketball football stuff that i don't have as much attachment to and been selling that and my plan a couple weeks ago was going to a local card show. I was going to take like 30, 40 bucks, go through the dollar boxes, sell yep. everything off. 
And then I got very lucky finding a bunch of wrestling cards that the guy didn't really care about. I traded away some soccer cards and some baseball cards. Ended up with like three CM Punk rookies and all these Heritage Chrome cards. It was a crazy haul. And I was able to list up a Lesnar rookie and the CM Punk rookie right as they were coming back. Nice. Um, and so that's been a really big boost. And that kind of gave me the excitement these past couple of days to like keep selling off because that has put me really close to the flare. Nice. I mean, in my opinion, you're going about everything the right way. Um, yeah. For me, I just, you know, I've told the story a million times. Like I, I, I'm, I'm driven beyond my own mental capabilities, yeah. I guess. Like, I, I, I do so much grinding of 99 cent cards that it's probably unhealthy that I focus so much time on it. But well, you have, you know, I've, I've known you for about a year now and you do look about 10 years older. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, start starting out with that monster box of $15 junk cards that I got right. at the LCS and what I've been able to turn that into currently it's, it's phenomenal. And it's just a constant drive. Now, I'm not saying you need to do that to get this flare. That's clearly not the case, but that's the mentality I think you have to have. So the thing that's kept me just going in the hobby is I said the content. I, I love the transacting, just being involved, buying and selling. I've actually learned quite a bit about what's popular, what's not popular, even if I have no interest in any of it. And that helps me going forward as far as like, well, maybe this is something that could go up in value, even if I'm not interested in it. I it's it's something if it's in with, within wrestling I'm probably not going to be opposed to it if it doesn't go up I'll just keep it and it'll be cool um I've got tons of road warrior stuff but uh I'm not going to spoil anything right now but Tony mentioned something to me earlier and I was like okay well um it's just what Matt said I don't want to dip into my personal money if I don't have to what can start going so I've actually started looking at some PC stuff like some road warrior stuff that I don't really want to part with but when I start comparing you know what's more important at a certain time, you know, you got to get rid of the PC stuff. There's only a few things. I would say there's probably five to 10 items that are nearly untouchable to me, but um, you know, Caleb, I think you're doing a great job. Just uh, keep it up and can't wait to see when this is finished. Awesome. Yeah. And I appreciate all you guys help, whether it be answering questions or um, just having conversations on Twitter, keeping me a part of the hobby. So thank you guys. Tony, I mentioned, got to get your opinion. You want to open this store. It's your grail. It's your grail that's my, card. That's, that's my grail card. Yeah. Well, outside of the wonderful one of one you gave me. That's nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're welcome. So what's keeping you going as far as the Kurt Angle collection? We're going to throw that in there too. And, uh, I mean, and your Angle. store. Like, what, what keeps you going to get these things when you have all this other stuff going on around you? Uh, it's hard for me to uh, try not to be lazy, but uh, it's kind of what I am right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I mean, uh, you know, paperwork is paperwork, but you know, trying to raise that capital to actually open a store is right. something completely different. And you, I don't want to be dipping into anything else that's coming in that's you know my money that helps pay the bills. It's just so what I, Matt said. Yeah, I've got to be able to you know sell some things. So it's kind of why the the storage find videos are going to be coming out soon, which I keep talking about, but you know, uh, you know, life interferes. But uh, hopefully when I find things like that, I'm going to be able to move some of that stuff because I have I have no sentimental attachment to anything that's in my collection anymore uh, outside of being a Kurt Angle fan. That's it, Kurt Angle collector. I mean, uh, and even that, if someone offered me something you know nice, I'd probably go like, okay, fine, because you're right. The store right now is my grail. 
And so that's what I want to be able to do to open up that wrestling store and be able to, you know, sell cards to customers, sell shirts and figures and all that good stuff and start booking my own talent to come to my store and do appearances and stuff like that. But that's, I just want to be more grounded. You know, I'm, uh, my, my days of being 20 to five to 35 weekends a year on the road, I, I don't want that anymore. I, I don't need it. I want to be grounded and the wrestling store is mine. And so nothing is really attached to me anymore. So it all has a, a value and a price. So I'm willing to, you know, for the right price, I'm willing to move things. You know, right. but I, what I, what I lack is what you are constantly doing, Zan, is you're always on there monitoring sales, I guess. I mean, you're always checking. I, I don't, I don't do that. I probably should be doing that more. Uh, I need to know what stuff I have is I just kind of find something in a box and go, oh my God, you know, what's this ECW car worth? Go on eBay, check real quick. And I'm not really monitoring its history. You know, I just kind of like, okay, like CM Punk. Yeah. I, I know I've got a bunch of those singles laying around, you know, just sitting there from, I had so much of that product when it came out got to go find it you know it's going for mad money right now i guess but yeah, i think i'd be more right. motivated to go to storage and start digging through that stuff and i go but that means i'm going to have some content i'm wasting i should just go through and yeah. right yeah because, yeah because for me for in, in the hobby itself outside of the store the hobby itself it's not collecting cards anymore now for me it's collecting information because that's what wtc is all about it's what it was in the beginning which was my personal collection that made that site and then it was just gathering information and collecting but the the desire to collect is kind of gone now. And I'm more about like getting the information. I want to pick the brains of Matt and Caleb's and Zan, just like that out there and find out, you know, where'd you get this? You have a UPC number to see me a rapper. I, I want all the information. I want to be already WTC is the place to go to for checklists, but also like, I want all that little information too, like print runs and this and that and UPC mm -hmm. numbers. And, oh, there was gravity feed packs. That's cool. What's the UPC on that too? What does it look like? I want all that. I, I love the information also. I think I, I'm, I don't know, like Zan does, but I'm always looking at prices, always seeing trends. And I love that part of it because um, it just makes it so much better than just having the card, you know, like, Hey, five years ago, this card's here's, I brought one of my favorites, but uh, my macho man, he's with nice. me. On this Can't, right go now, with that card. Can't go wrong with that card, right. man. But uh, you know, couple years ago that's 300 dollars card then it spiked up to 2000 and then now it's hovering around a thousand and you know you see you watch that trend and it's just amazing and um i think it makes it fun just to follow that part of it too it follows like since a day it's I like these Zan. little whether it's whether it's me and tony doing content you following the market caleb putting together unique pc chases with this undertaker streak thing it's like there's all these like little niche hobbies within the hobby that people can right. keep themselves entertained with. And I think people just gloss over that and they just want to complain about things if they can't get something they want instead of finding their own niche, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean there was a guy last night that I talked to last night who's just getting into wrestling cards, like really getting into cards. Uh, and his niche within the hobby now is he only wants to collect cards of talent holding a belt. I saw that. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. such a good idea. And like, that's a great idea. That's awesome. I mean, there's a lot of content out there for you to get. A lot of cool things to, to, to collect. That's such a great, cool thing. Like, I'm going to disregard the other 99 cards in this set because only one card in the set has a guy holding a belt. <laughs> right. That's, that's cool. cool I, that makes it so, that, I mean, you know, I don't know. That, that's makes it's, pers it it's personal to that person, which is great exactly. about the hobbies. Like, everybody collects for a different reason, you know, whether it be for nostalgia purposes, uh, investment purposes, whatever it is. And then you find like a sub level of that. It's like that. It's like, I like metal, but I also like death metal and grunge. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's all, I, I, that's why we're friends. <laughs> why, why we're friends. <laughs> um, 
but uh, it's just, uh, it's so cool. You can find your own little road, your own little path within this. I, I don't have to collect this 82 all-stars. I don't have to collect the 2002 Royal Rumble, right. the whole thing. I'm not collecting just rookies. I'm collecting stuff like, you know, the streak. I think it's a cool, such a cool, cool yeah. collection that you have so going cool. there, Caleb. It's such a really unique, cool idea. It's so cool. Like I root for you. Like I can't wait <laughs> yeah. to get that flair. Seriously. I'm like, I tell you, I, I, we talk probably daily and I'm like, I'm like, are you bidding on this? You know, yeah. I'm like, speak of him, I'm like, I can't wait till he just gets that card. Do you, yeah, do, you, do you care what kind of condition of that card you want? Um, just for like being able to afford it and everything. I've been shooting for anywhere from like a four to a six grade. But recently there's been raw ones popping up. So I've been looking at the raw ones. I've been in David Pegg's DMs. Asking, yeah, that, that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting ready to tell you is he knows what to spot specifically exactly. on those Ric Flair reprints. So. Yeah. Yeah. And right. most of the reprint prints I've seen have been the ones that have been signed. Um, I don't think all the raw ones that have been popping up. I've seen any of the reprints. Most of them just have some sort of condition issue, like a bent corner or a stain on the front. So you, um, you, would you be happy getting a, a one or a two or a three grade just to say you have it? I would have been until a couple of days ago when I really started like purging off the collection. And now I'm like, well, I've sold all this stuff already. I've put in the effort for it. Like sure. now it's trying to kind of bump it up a little bit. If I'm going to spend this much money, I might as well try and get the best copy that I can afford at the time. I'm going to play, I'm going to play devil's advocate and then we're going to yeah. switch it over to Matt. Don't like, if you're going to keep, keep going and you're mm -hmm. just going to keep trying to get bigger and bigger, I say, keep doing it. However, don't put a don't put a limit on your price you're going to spend because look at the 86 clear Jordans. I yeah. waited. I wanted one so bad. I was like, I want a PSA one. Like that's one no one wants because it's all right. bent up. <laughs> Tony knows. And, and I was like, okay, I can get this for you know 800 bucks. Well, that's now like a three four thousand dollar card and a one. So and a one. Yeah. So wow. don't don't let that happen to your Ric Flair card. But if you just want to keep raising that money, I mean, if if you get up to where you've got you know several thousand dollars and maybe you can afford a eight or a nine by then who knows right. so and that's something me and matt have talked about like not trying to wait too long mm -hmm. uh before i get into the card like just trying to find the best one that i can at the time and go ahead buy it yep. before it starts going up because that is a card that i really do believe in i think it's a little bit undervalued and i think that the potential for it is through the roof so. i agree Yep. And yeah. another thing is when it fits that if it's the last piece in the collection that you've, you've curated, who cares? You just got to go for it. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. I'm interested when you finish this, how do you plan on displaying it for yourself? Yeah. So um, I want to get like a nice like wall display case um, for everything right now. Uh, the only card I have graded from it is the uh, just a classic. Nice. Undertaker rookie. Um, I've been in talks with someone about trying to get one of their flares. I think they're sending it to SGC, which would be nice because the one card I have graded is SGC. All the other cards I have, I want to send to SGC because I like the slab. You might as well like go with it, it with the black. The black like, exactly. And then, and, yeah, and then just go buy an actual coffin somewhere. <laughs> and put that, and build yes. That'd be awesome. In the coffin. Yeah. I That'd have so the. Cool. 
I had the like uh, mock-up of a display that I made that was like two little coffin shelves. And if I, I wanted to find someone that could put that together, because just making the mock-up, I was like, I need to just pay somebody to do this I, instead I, of trying to do it myself. such a cool idea. Yeah. And yeah. that would be ideal enough, uh, just have enough space on the two coffin shelves to be able to fit everybody in chronological order. Um, maybe put little name plates under each one. Mm -hmm. I That's think that awesome. would be my eventual goal. Yeah, so me and Tony are going to have to get you on for separate discussions. On yeah, this that's, that's so done. awesome. Definitely. All right, Matt, we'll go ahead and let you kick off with whatever you want to talk about tonight. Um, I think we talked about just uh, the market the last couple months. It's, it was uh, earlier in the year, it was scorching hot. I'm not saying wrestling cards still aren't hot because they sell like crazy, but just to see how these prices have come down. Um, and it's been a good time to buy and sort of get those cards that in, say, March and April were up here and I've been starting to pick some cards up down here that uh, I had my eye on, but it's just crazy how you see a card that was selling for say 500 bucks. Now you can pick it up for a hundred bucks, you know, like even Brock Lesnar rookies, uh, uh, the Hogan 85 tops, which I've tried to buy as much as I can. I stack them just because I think it's a great card. And, uh, I brokered a deal for a buddy, bought one for 300 bucks a couple, probably four months ago. Perfect looking card, not graded. And, you know, I just picked up a couple for a hundred dollars the other day for one and 16. So wow. it's, yeah. And it's just interesting. I didn't know if there's anything that you've seen and you've bought anything on the dip or anything like that. I've actually, for me, most of the wrestling stuff I bought, uh, it's mostly been like stuff I actually want. So I'm paying what I like. I recently got one of those TNA extreme new Jack cards, like oh, a beautiful card. In my opinion, like I thought I overpaid for it after I talked to some people that had some, they're like, uh, no, that's actually slightly less than what I paid. And I'm like, Oh, all right, cool. But like, that was one of those things where I, I just happened to catch it at the right moment at like one o'clock in the morning and had just been listed by com C and I'm just like, buy it now, you know? So there's stuff like that that pops up that this I'm still looking at regardless of the cost. But from like a, we'll go back to the Hogan's. Those things were, you know, a, a decent condition one was going for like a couple hundred dollars when we right. were in the middle of that boom. And now exactly. you can get them for $30, $40. Exactly. Now it's, it's kind of, if you look every day, you know, 40 to $60, you can pick them up. And during that boom, I mean, I sold, I bought a lot from a guy and there was a bent Hogan and it was, the corners were nice, but there was a big bend in it. And I put it up that day and, um, sold it for 125 bucks and I bought his whole collection for 125 bucks. So the whole thing paid for it. Right. And yeah. I was like, man, these things are scorching. And now that card you'd probably get 25 bucks for. Um, but it's been at work, at work. I talked to a buddy who collects and we discuss these trends all the time. And we sort of, um, you know, we talk about the cards we had and where we bought them. And we were lucky because we've been doing this for it's not just recently during the boom, but before that, and we bought things on the low, but it's crazy how it's just sort of gone like this and they're still higher than they were in the past. But um, yeah, Tony's talked about that set in the new floor. Yeah. The new floor has right. been set. I mean, things are going to be new back floor set. Yeah. They're not going to be going back to those old levels anymore. Never. You know? You're never going to pick those and which is awesome. And I just think that the, the market for the cards is just sky's the limit. I just really do. I, I'm so excited to watch it keep growing and more people start collecting uh, and getting in the hobby. Is there anything in the market right now that's like still holding its value from the boom time? Anything right now? The, yes. And 
the NC, uh, the NWOWCW autographs are crazy. Those okay. are, those are going nuts. Um, they're maybe even higher now. than They're those. higher than they were. That's, that's the thing that I've seen. And Matt, if, since it was your topic, maybe you can elaborate on this. There's like, there's a lot of stuff that went down. Like you said, that there are right. certain, there's certain pockets of right. wrestling cards that are higher than even when they were during the boom period. Right. So that's, I, and I think it's really people are finally figuring it out. And I don't know if this is diehard wrestling fans and collectors. I don't know if this is sports cards guys coming into wrestling, but people are starting to figure out what, what's rare, what's good, and what is just kind of there. And I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but last round table, I mentioned like, the 1990 classic that's, a, that's just a set that i just don't understand why people i'm still seeing those things sitting out there on ebay for you know an eight or a nine or just some random base card out of that set for hogan and people are wanting like 50 60 70 dollars for it i'm like why and but you know so those things are kind of like plateaued or going down right. but meanwhile all of a sudden you've got like the market scene cards taken off and that, got, i'm a big collector yeah. of market scene cards so um I pick those up as, and they're so hard to get in good shape as you guys know. Right. And I've been very lucky. Uh, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, someone mislabeled them, put WWE 1990 and I found them and, and it was the series three red back. And I was like, beautiful shape. I mean, I couldn't believe it when I got them. I was like, you know, yeah. celebrating it. Um, Buy it now, $5. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, people sell bent ones for 20 and people need to finish these sets. And I know people that debate getting that. And that's fine if they want to do it. But um, the market scene, I feel, is a very underrated set. Um, I feel independent cards are sort of really going crazy. I'm, I've been recently getting into those. And those are, you know, like um, – I, the PWG bolas and that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I've, I've seen those start to go. The Nick Cages, the AEW little sets, the GCW cards. Um, those have gone up because I I know you've bought those. A, those, uh, you know, those AEW sets, huh? Those uh, bootleg sets you're talking about, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you probably have a hundred of them in the store, Doc. <laughs> uh, you, you, you are not far off and they're not in storage. You're right behind me, actually. I, I just love how there's this lore being built up about Tony's storage. I, love I, it. I know, but you know, and it's going to be like disappointing. Like, like, wait, we waited for that. It is freaking Al Capone's. <laughs> when you were in there the other day, I go, it's Al Capone's vault, but there's actually tons of stuff in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, those that second series, of that AEW stuff that got put out, that got uh, disappeared. Uh, there was like 77 sets available, so like that. They're all sitting behind me. <laughs> Man. So, um, uh, I, I had I, the last three I sold on eBay were sold by someone who happens to live in Phoenix. I think I don't know who he is, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a you know one thing. Another thing about I like about wrestling. Um, I was a collector of football and basketball growing up, and a big Shaq collector. Uh, I that was I have a huge PC of him from nice. when I when he was a rookie in his second year. But I can't even keep up with. I do rip some baseball and basketball occasionally. I don't really try to get too much of it, but you know, it's just the collector in me. I like to open, but I can't even keep up with all of the cards that are in these sets. The, I know we talk wrestling rookies, but there's such a smaller card 
uh, base for for wrestling, and I think it's a lot easier to to collect and get your whole complete sets or get your player collections than when there's sixty of one guy for like 2021 in baseball. Like that's, I don't. And is that like one manufacturer, right? Because only one person has a license. I mean, we don't talk about licensing stuff. That's a whole right. big topic in the news right, right now. But I mean, even in the 80s and 90s, you had you had multiple companies producing product. So you had Donruss and Fleer and Score, and then you get in the 90s, you started having Upper Deck, and then you're having Tops and all these guys. So you you had, you know, say Mark McGuire and like five different guys, you had Bowman's and you had all these different sets. Like wrestling right. only had one manufacturer, right. one thing, that's it, always. Yeah. So I, I like that because it just makes it, I don't want to say easier, but I think it's not as overwhelming if you, someone's getting into the hobby. Um, you know, I think someone posted, I forgot what player it was for baseball, but he had like 200 cards and the guy's been in the league for three years. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I could look at all my yeah. macho hands in a book and they're all there. And it's like four pages. How about, how about you had that one guy who bought, spent, uh, he tweeted at, he spent uh, a half a million dollars on Andrew, oh, the Andrew Luck, Luck, Andrew Luck yeah. cards. Yeah. Like that. And he had and the video of him going through all of his analog. I mean, just all graded, like, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Um, and with wrestling, you know, you have your established superstars, and you grew. I I think the one thing is you have that the nostalgia is just always yeah. there. It, that's the best part to me. Like, I can it takes me back to seeing Hulk Hogan in person or. Um, you know, when you're a kid and I remember having the cards in my hands and it just, it's just a good feeling. I'm 43 years old and it makes me be a kid again. And I think that's. Why am I always like, the old guy in these things, man? Why? <laughs> Damn. Caleb, you got anything on Mark on our market talk there? Um, I was going to, I was going to say like being able to focus in on when you first started wrestling, started watching wrestling and the people that you followed is something I think makes it a lot easier to focus in on wrestling cards as opposed to like baseball, basketball, football. I feel like on sports cards, a lot of time it's chasing the hype or chasing the new rookies each year. Whereas like I can pick the guys that I watched when I was a little kid. And like Matt's saying, there's, cards that fit into four binder sleeves and I go look for those cards and it's really easy to kind of find the stuff that you're looking for when you compare it to sports cards. Yeah, totally agree, man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Because even with wrestling, too, it's still, it always fits my theme. I've been talking this since the day you and I met, Zan. It's, like, it's all a stock market. It's just a stock mm -hmm. market. And so... But it's, I think you have a better return on your, on your investment in wrestling than other stuff. Because yeah. when you have a guy like, you know, Luca, who's, you know, four points on million dollars for a rookie card. And I've right. made this joke many times, the guys want to kill his injury away from being a $40 card. <laughs> you know, right. when you go into wrestling, even guys who get injured still come back and they're yeah. still popular. You know, you get guys who have retired the edges and the Daniel Bryans and these guys who are supposed right. to retire, they come back. And they're just, if not more popular than they were before. Yeah, well, CM Punk's a perfect example. That another one. Card was 
that card was $35 all day. And yep. now it's going anywhere between, you know, on, on a high end, on a high end, day. on a high end. Yeah. Exactly. And now it's going between 150 and 300. And, you know, even tomorrow when he's back, people are going to, it's still going to keep that streak going on that going up for a while. Well, and to piggyback on what Tony just said, the other thing that's awesome about wrestling and why I like collecting wrestling and why I like flipping wrestling is because the, there is no floor to me because if I get stuck with them, like, so what? Because exactly. unlike sports where the, the value of the card is dependent upon what they're currently doing, um, let's hypothetically say you're like a huge Dustin Rhodes fan. I'll just pull the name out of, out of the air. So it doesn't matter what he's doing today, tomorrow, or yesterday. If you were a fan growing up watching him, you can go back and collect his cards and you might be able to get them at a good deal. They might be a little expensive. They might be in the middle. But the fact is, it doesn't matter whether they go up or down because that's what you grew up with. That's you're, you're a fan. happy to have them. Yeah. So they could go to zero and you're still going to be happy having them. Or if they go up, you know, you could potentially flip them and get rid of them. So um, right. I just see no downside with wrestling if you're a wrestling fan. Now, if you don't like wrestling and you're just buying the wrestling cards, you know, this kind of could get dicey there, especially with wwe releasing people all the time right but like i just you know sure there could be um like hogan's stuff he said in public you know it's either hurt his value that's what i'm saying well like people have a different perspective of him sure and but it wouldn't like whatever he says like it's not going to affect the way that i want to get his cards correct so. Right. And, and, and I know the hype is a lot on his movie that's coming out, but they did say the movie will be, it's, it's sort of to repair his image for people that only know him for certain things. Um, I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be great because I, I mean, I lived it growing up, Hulkamaniac, and, and uh, you know, I see a lot of hate with him and I get that part of it, but I, he's my childhood. Yeah. But with, and, you know, with or without that movie, it's like that. He's, he's still the Babe Ruth of wrestling. It's not going to change Ruth. the fact. I mean, uh, people still collect Ty Cobb. He wasn't a nice man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and Tony, right. actually, you just said Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth. Look at the vintage baseball market. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what wrestling is going to be because yeah. half the people that are buying um, Mickey Mantle, uh, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Honus Wagner, if you got big, yeah. big time Tony Bucks, um, people that what? are in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even open my store yet. Huh? <laughs> um, people that are buying that stuff, they didn't get grow up watching them play. You know that b- based on their age. Sure. Um, I mean, look what that uh, was. It Rob Go that bought that uh, PSA ten mantle, fifty two mantle. Right. Um, like he, based on his age, you can clearly do the math and figure out he did not watch because, and that's what I think wrestling is going to turn into. It's going to turn into art. It's going to turn into pop culture. And with the exceptions of some of the sports cards, I still think it's going to be bigger, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. It's very rare in wrestling that you're going to have someone who's a personality that it's just, whether you're investing or not collecting, that's just going to be like, you turn away from, you know, a velveteen dream, uh, a, a Joey Ryan, you know, it's like that, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, probably not going to get uh, a lot of return on your on your investment, probably for that kind of stuff. But even still, I mean, you get someone who's like got a lot of people who have opinions of Hogan, whether you like him or you don't like him. It's still he's he's a, he's on that Mount Rushmore for crying out loud. I mean, he's just you just can't go wrong. You can't go wrong there. Right, right. One one thing I, I thought was interesting is when the A and E series came out for every Sunday, which I 
I enjoyed most of them. Um, I thought that that was going to take the market even further up, but I I watched and it really didn't put any of cards higher or lower. Um, it sort of stayed the same how the market was at that time. I was I was real curious watching like even the Booker T's and uh, and see I actually saw the reverse of that, uh, but but it was all low end stuff. So like when the um, Dark Side of the Ring Brian Pillman came out. Right. All of my all of my 95 Brian Pillman cards I had listed, I had like 15 of them, like of the same card. Somebody came in and bought all 15 at one shot, like that night. And the same thing with Booker T. Um, the, they bought all of my Booker T singles and all of my Harlem Heat that had both of them on there. Uh, I had two different people buy 15 cards in two separate lots all at the same time. So, but but the high end, like you said, the high end stuff didn't move right. at all. So right, I was watching high end because I I. One thing is I do have, I do grade cards, but I, I'll buy a card if it's not great. It doesn't matter to me if I want the card and I have it, I'm happy to have it. Right. Um, Same. You know, I, I think I just, when I started watching you, I just was like, wow, this is like, we had so many things in common, but um, I, if I get the card, I, I just like to have it. And I'm like, man, I got it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be uh, a gem in 10, but um, just to get it and, it's satisfying, but uh, the high end did not move on those. I was seriously looking at the warrior rookie and all that. And I was, I was surprised the Hogan movie, I think will be totally different because anything on Netflix is crazy. Um, But I enjoyed those series, but as a wrestling card collector, I was really shocked. It didn't move the needle more. Yeah, as much as I like to make fun of F1, I'm hoping that F1 effect, because it was on Netflix, has that effect on the Hogan cards. I'm not <laughs> going to sell any of my Hogan stuff, but I'm just like, no. you know, just ma- making every time I argue mm-hmm. this, I think people think that I'm just like pumping and dumping, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with it. I'm just wanting people to get wrestling cards of the mainstream and have them respected as the same as all these others. Yeah, every time I go to a card show, I, I ask for wrestling around here. And the first thing people say is, we when it is here you can't keep it on the table is what they say there's never a lot but they always the last like three or four shows they said as soon as it's here and it's gone it's bought up right when the show starts and then it's gone for the rest of the weekend it's crazy i no one gets lucky with like the find uh uh you had with all those steals i'm hoping to see that one day but i can't i never even find anything really except some newer modern stuff that I really don't want yeah before that i had the same experience talking to people at lcs's and local guys and stuff if anybody had any wrestling it would always be like oh, i might have bought a collection like a couple of years ago but they went pretty fast and so i was definitely happy to be able to find some at a show because they buy them price. so cheap and they flip them for cheap too i have my exactly. local card shop over here and uh i, I just went in there and i saw i said hey daryl what do you got what do you got there he's uh, on the table back there it says wrestling in the box he goes, yeah. He goes, I just bought a collection today. It's like that. It's a small collection. He, he gave it to me. It's like that and opened it up. And it was all 98 superstars, you know, of just a bunch of you know, like four or five sets and then singles. And I go, well, what, I'm interested. I go, well, you know, like, you know, let, leave something for me, but you can have the rest. Well, I go, but this price, I go, well, I want it all. I want, I'll take it all. What, what do you want for the whole thing? He's like, well, I paid 35 for it. Give me 55 so I can make something off. And I go, done. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, I bought a whole guy's book on Craigslist, his childhood cards, and 
I just took a risk on it just from the Craigslist pictures. I met him and I saw a couple cards and I saw a Brock Lesnar rookie, Undertaker rookie. Hogan. Like, yeah, it's okay. And he's like, yeah, I want a hundred bucks. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. Did you take I, I sat in the car. I didn't even make it home. I'm just sitting there looking through. Yeah. This is this is awesome. I've done that it. with the raw deal stuff, right? I meet someone in person selling me a collection of raw deal stuff, and I go, I go, yeah, it wants for someone else. They want sixty bucks. I said, well, you take forty. I, I saw the picture. Then I get in the car and I go, oh, it's got the rock foot stomp. That's two hundred fifty dollar car right there. I did it. Like <laughs> I, I only leave the parking lot. I was like going through, going through, going through, going through. Don't leave the parking lot. But you know, I'm like, okay, are they gone? I don't want to. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly I how I was. <laughs> that's where it pays to know something like relatively niche in the hobby like sure. wrestling. Because when I was going through that box, I was like Lesnar rookie. I was pulling stuff out. And my friend was with me who does mostly baseball and basketball, football. And I'm like, this is a $30 card. This is a $20 card. And everything is like a $2 box. And like he couldn't tell if I was being serious or if I was like messing with him. I'm like, no, dude, this is like there's just like gold mines like this all around because people don't they just don't know. Another thing I'll throw out there, and this is slightly off topic, but kind of actually goes back to what Caleb was talking about earlier, as far as like how do you keep grinding and affording these things, but also what we were just talking about. How are you finding like good deals? Um, I don't find a lot of wrestling like like what you guys are talking about, but what I will find is just like if you do the math in your head on the margins and you're willing to put in the work, for example, I bought, uh, it was like a stack of cards like this. And it was, there's probably 75 to hundred cards in there and it was in a bag. So I couldn't really see what was in it. So I kind of flipped through it and it was like mid nineties, a mix of football and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'll give it a shot. It was a dollar 25. So if you do the math at 99 cents a card, selling those, flipping them, right. you can take, you, you know, you could make, enough money to buy a decent card online. Yep. So I think that's a, that's just another thing that, you know, another way you can afford what you want, even if it's more expensive is just doing base math on stuff that you don't even know about. Like I'll go to the LCS and pick up their mixed boxes and half the time in there, you'll find one or two cards that are able to pay off the entire box. And then everything else you got, is just profit. But you know, it's, it's time, it's effort, it's research. And a lot of yes. people just don't want to do that. So. Yeah, you got to look, I mean, I'll look on Mersari, I'll look on Craigslist, I look on Poshmark, and and you you know, you find people selling a box cheap that you could sell for 350 bucks or, and and that's how, and I like doing that. And then I'm like, well, I turn that into this and do this yes. and this. And, and if they're not there as much anymore, because more people are onto it. But, um, you know, in the last couple of years, I mean, I was finding some really great stuff for like 30, 40 bucks that I knew, Hey, this is two, $300 all day. What's that? I gotta get out of the house more. Jeez. You don't even have to leave the house. You just exactly. go on your iPad on the couch and order it. <laughs> all right, Tony, you're up. What? What am I, what am I up for? Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh, okay. I, I kind of want to talk about what people, um, what do you look for when you're speculating on future stars? You know, what are the key t uh, things that you are looking for, you know, uh, when you're researching someone, uh, are, are, do you just jump on the bandwagon uh, or do you, uh, you know, looking for that diamond in the rough kind of thing? Like what, what is it you're looking for? That's kind of like off the beaten path thinking, I'm going to gamble. It's like, you know, you're going into carrying cross stuff right now, which I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, man, sorry I'm about so that. Sorry. <laughs> it's awful. But, but I, I still think there's upside. There's still upside. Okay. I mean, 
but I mean, what do you look for in something? We're talking about wrestling cards. So what are you looking for in a, in wrestling in a wrestler that you think, you know what? I think I want to invest in that guy or that girl. It's like that. And just something different. Like, like I, I don't follow the current product, even with some of the talent that I work with. We did it. We, I do talk to it. We talk a little bit. Like I'm a dirt sheet reader. I'll just do a social media thing and see like the, I'm very much in like sports center highlight stuff. I'll go on Twitter and find like, Oh, there's the punk uh, introduction. Da, da, da. Okay. Right. Um, I just don't follow the current product. Uh, so I don't even know half the talent that's even in, in the, in like WWE. Uh, so I wouldn't even know, like, mm, this is somebody that I'm really connected to. I want to invest in. Like, what are you guys thoughts? Hmm. Uh, Bueller? Bueller? I, I actually, <laughs> so I'm, I'm more It takes vintage. a lot of thought, Tony. We gotta, okay, we gotta, sorry. like, we really have to think about this. Okay. I'm more vintage, but like, say someone like MJF, I love I think he's awesome. I love he he commands the microphone real well. People hate him when you see fans behind him like screaming at him and they're actually angry. You know he's got that it. So I've been sort of trying to pick up all his stuff. Um, before he signed with AEW, I'd always watched him on YouTube. He's he's only been around a few years, but I'm like I'm gonna collect him because I feel long term. He's he's already main event with Jericho, and it's only been three years since I just you know found watching him. Um, but guys like that, that just sort of have that, I don't get into too much modern. I just sort of like, say this, the market scene set, like, I feel like that is not many people know about that set. I mean, true collectors know about that set, but I think down the road, like that's going to be one that's for the ages, it's going to go crazy. So like stuff like that, I like to pick up and action packed, that type of thing. That's just so cool. Um, sets. I love them. Like, I think there's, I loved the football cards when I was a kid. Now, I, I mean, yeah, the wrestling and, you know, you, you do the shows on them and I'm like, yeah. And then I get mine out and I look at them like, how cool is that? Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but as for new, I don't know. Like I know Roman Reigns. Love that card. Yeah. It's a great card. Yes. That is a great card. And you got, yeah, and you're getting autographs really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's. I think the AEW has a lot of uh, young guys in it. I like. Um, uh, I just don't know for future <clears throat> if I'll be buying a lot of new product. I'll probably buy singles and stuff like that. But I'll probably keep it to a small. So, but I, are, you're a fan of wrestling. Do you watch current wrestling shows? Watch it. Watch I do. It? I watch it. Yes. So you don't see anybody in WWE be like, ah, oh, there's something <clears throat> about that person that I I might want to invest in. You know, I'm. The thing with WWE, I like it, but I still go back to my, you know, vintage roots with them. Like, uh, my like Matt Riddle's independent cards. Maybe I'll, I'll I'm looking at those. I'm not. I'm kicking the tires on something like that right now because. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm still not there yet where I'm stacking too many newer guys. Yeah, I, I I've only seen snippets of him in like uh in, in whatever vignettes or something like that or backstage things like. And I go, people are kind of like uh jump on this guy like uh, to me i don't get it so i don't see it like to me it's like well, that's something right. i don't invest in like I, it's not exciting but you sort of say hey if i pick up a couple of these like, cards here, like i uh, saw that guy before running me an ecw and then he came to wwe and then <laughs> right <laughs> so i've seen that character before 
It's tough. Like Bray Wyatt, I got a couple of his, you know, I thought he was going to be monstrous. Yeah, there's I would have I I invested in from the beginning, you know, right. on that. If I'd been watching the product, I would have invested in him. Exactly. And I did buy, I bought, a, you know, he had the Husky hair stuff and that type of thing. And I'm thinking, man, this guy's a no-brainer. He's, he's awesome. I saw him here in Cleveland. I was like, damn, the whole crowd was into it. And then, you know, he's released. So he's going to come back somewhere else. And, you know, hopefully the the career goes like this, but I, I don't, you just never know. What about you, Cab? Yeah. So the thing that I always look for kind of my gold standard is like crossover or pop culture appeal. So thinking about the modern WWE product, at least I think it's getting harder and harder to kind of base your investing off of that just because there's not really people transcending the brand like there used right. to be. Um, so when it comes to the modern stuff, it's kind of me making my best guess of who has a chance of succeeding outside of WWE, which is kind of sad as someone that watched WWE growing up and loved it, loved the wrestlers. But I think that's where we've gotten to at this point. Um, like Bray Wyatt's a perfect example. He was my favorite thing in modern WWE. I thought he was like no brainer. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought for me, I thought he was like, there's a guy can replace Taker for, you know, for years. Exactly. Right there. exactly. And that's exactly. why I loved him. He was my dude because he was like modern iteration of Taker. And then they release him. And so th there's always going to be weird stuff like that that happens. You'll never be able to predict it 100%. But for me, it's thinking about people that could go on to be in movies or have already done stuff like Sasha Banks. Um, I, yeah, I, th I think Roman Reigns could go on to do some movie stuff. He's one of the one of the few guys in the modern product that I'll pick up parallels, rookie cards, um, whatnot. And then at this point, it's really just picking people that I like too. Like Matt's talking about MJF. Um, I've picked a couple of people from that have been in the indie sets and are now moving to AEW and whatnot. Um, Orange Cassidy is one I just got the. Yeah. One of the autograph cards they had on high spots. I saw Matt talking about that, um, as well as Thunder Rosa's one that I collect just for fun from AEW and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. because I love the hair. Yeah, you got the <laughs> That's how I made a deal at the, the card show. There was a guy that had a Brian Pillman Jr. autograph, and we were going back and forth. And I was like, "Come on, dude, this is my twin. We have the it's, same it's hair." It's my brother, man. Come on, cut me a little That's deal. Awesome. <laughs> What about you, Zan, the man? So for me, um, two things. It's I'm going back and looking at, okay, what is, what's, what's everybody clamoring for right now? And it's vintage. Okay, so what are the names? Well, it's usually Hogan, Flair, um, Andre we can throw in there. And that's, that's like the big three. There's some others sprinkled through there. Mm -hmm. So I think of, okay, what are the modern day guys that could become this? That's a lot harder to do, but it also narrows who I'm looking at. So right. it sometimes takes a little bit, though. Roman Reigns is a guy that I'm like, yeah, I can see it. But it wasn't until he'd had the heel turn that it clicked. Yeah. That's and they just switched for him. Same thing with Brock Lesnar. I've always been yeah, a huge. You, you wouldn't invest in the ringmaster. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And same thing with Brock Lesnar. I've always loved him as a character. But as far as like a guy that transcends stuff. It wasn't until after he won the UFC heavyweight title after then he come back and they just kind of let him do his thing that he transcended all that stuff. So he's not this, like, I think he's a little bit pop culture. We're seeing, you know, you see him here and there and he's transcended into football and UFC, 
So that's a guy. So I'm just looking at those top guys, but I'm also going to throw in there with those, a lot of the women, because like women's wrestling being taken seriously is a newer thing. So, you know, there are still a lot of first time things as far as like who was in the first women's headlining WrestleMania match, Mm -hmm. who was in the first, you know, women's headlining pay-per-view, stuff like that, that I think you could look at. So that's from like a quote investing thing. That's what I'm looking at is just who could potentially be the tip top. And I'm not really messing with anybody else. I find it funny. We we talk about these things and no one ever mentions John Cena. Yeah. He's sort of that tweener. Why, why, why why is that? Because, you know, I mean, I actually just bought a BGS nine John Cena flea roar rumble. It's on the way right now. So, I mean, I, that's one of those cards that sort of was up here and came down a little bit, which I still think it's going to go up here, but I feel that it became more obtainable in the last couple months or maybe not now because he was in SummerSlam and all that, but watching that card, um, I watched it go, I got in pretty cheap and then watched it go up, up, up. And then I've been like considering getting more. I just still think that's a great card because he's not going anywhere and he's a big star. So he's that pop culture type you want to get get in on i think from a like pop culture perspective he's one step below the rock i think that's about the best thing best way to compare him yeah i agree he's the tier tier below for sure um the other thing and you know we mentioned carrying cross and the other thing is latching on to somebody that you just like regardless mm-hmm. and we, we talked about that or like i've been watching carrying cross since triple a and impact and when he did like uh, Josh Barnett's blood sport and like all this random indie stuff. So I've just been a huge fan and I don't care if the value goes up. I just become like a player collector of him. And it could be one of those things where I don't know if you guys have tracked much of the Alistair black card market, but I'm, it went, I've been on it. I've been, yeah, on it. it went way down when he got released. And then as soon as he showed up in AEW, it would, it didn't go crazy, but it, it went up, up a little bit. So we could see the same thing with Bray Wyatt. Uh, we could say the same thing with Karrion Cross after he gets fired for having this horrible gladiator thing. I don't oh. know what's going on with that. You know, all these people that are getting released, we could it's still root see 2.0. <laughs> That's a good call. That's a very good call. <laughs> But you know what? Varouk went on to have a Hall of Fame career after that. There so. you go, see? Right. So there you go. So I think it's fun to it, – it just depends on your perspective. Like, Tony, you don't really have a huge, like, like interest in watching modern product, and I miss I that. I don't. So, but, and part of me is kind of like – I feel like should, should I be – should I, like, go in and start checking it out and from an investment standpoint and kind of, like, just say, all right, I want to watch, like, a couple months' worth of product across the board. I don't give a shit what it is. I'm going to impact, whatever, and watch it all and just kind of like – I like this person. I like that person. And can maybe pick somebody and then like and invest in them. I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think, I don't think here, I don't think this is into it. This is and not you shouldn't into do it. it. The heart's right. not into it where I, I feel like I want to go and start watching the product again, just because I want to pick somebody to, to follow and be a fan of. You know, I, mine, the reason I, I went with cross is because I got to the point where I didn't want to watch it every week. Like I didn't want to keep up with it anymore because it was boring me. Even some of the yeah. AEW stuff, like AEW is like the best, like, well, I'm, I, I take that back. GCW is like my favorite promotion as far as modern, but uh, AEW is right up there and they're doing good things. But in the grand scheme of things, I was, I was starting to get bored with certain segments of the show. And I'm just like, what's it going to take to get me interested in having a rooting interest in keeping up with things? So that's when I was like, well, maybe I should start dabbling with modern, which I was a little bit already, but then I was like, okay, I'll just player collect cross. 
I'll pick up some other stuff here and there. I've bought some Roman Reigns stuff recently. I'm always buying Charlotte Flair when I find something affordable. Same. I can't go wrong with her. Yeah, I agree. Damn, I feel like I should have traded you then. (laughs) (laughs) I still have them and they're not going, like, I love those cards. They're not going anywhere for who knows how long. But I think there's just different, as far as like the modern investing or like, I don't know, it's, it's hard because you okay, just don't know. Well, well remove the modern aspect from it. Is there some vintage stuff or older stuff that oh, you, you it never spe- ends. You could speculate on and go like, I think this is going to go up. Like never you know, ends there's, with vintage. There's a, never uh, well, you take the Hogan's and you take the ones that are already making your money. Take them out of the equation. Start inserting, you know, Rick Rude's and Mister Perfect and like that, and put those. Are those going to ever go? You know, some, I hope some so. Good numbers. Because isn't there an episode of Dark Side of the Ring coming up for the the flight, you know, yes. the health flight? It's going to feature Mr. Perfect. And uh, I think that someone that doesn't know, I'm sorry, someone that doesn't really know about him that, you know, I love, he's one of my favorite of all time. So is Rick my, one of mine as well. Right there. I mean, I love those. I have, their figures are in my room right now. Um, but someone that's like, wow, Mr. Perfect. And if they go and actually watch him and see how amazing he was, I could see a nice pop with someone like him and rick rude very underrated both i mean you're, you're not gonna right? see you're not gonna i don't think you're gonna see like a rick rude or uh, a mr perfect go for 40 fifty thousand dollars you know like Never. A no Never. but I, I think you i think you can get into them now for a couple of bucks probably yeah. and and who knows it might become hundred dollar cards two hundred dollar cards you know i i think they they could no, if, if i'm gonna speculate and look at where i'm gonna spend my money to invest like that i'm like you matt i, I would be more like in a, a vintage kind of guy it's like that that's yeah. just it's just my era really um Same. but but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna stay off the hogan trail and off the andre trail and the rick flair trail so i you know i stay off the bret hart trail too uh and i'm like you know I like guys like, you know, but you're also a guy who liked Iron Mike Sharp for Christ's sake. All right. So, I mean, uh, I, I, I like, uh, you know, the, the perfects and the Rick roots like that. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not an LOD road warriors fan. I like demolition better than them. I go after demolition more. And I would like, I mean, that's stuff that I think that's undervalued and I don't know if that's Very ever going to go up. I have a couple different things to touch on. Number one, as far as like investing in vintage, you can still stay on the Hogan train. It's the thing that, Everybody yeah, but wants I don't to, want to. No, I no. But I'm, what, to. what I'm saying is everybody wants to go. It's it's a thought process, not sure. whether you want to or not want oh. to. Um, everybody wants to go after the same stuff. There's so much Hogan stuff out there that like even I'll call it modern stuff that was released like 10 or 15 years ago that people are just not looking at that is a possibility. I mean, how about the, the all the Hogan's and the Monty gum? How about the Hogan yeah. Swanson cards? Um, yeah. There's just all this weird stuff out Merlin. there. Merlin. I like the Merlin's. Yeah. Bring it even um, more modern. Go 2005 and start talking about the chromes and those legends yeah, subsets right. too, for crying out loud. Yeah, so there, there's always a space in vintage where even you can find the big names. But I want to go back to talking about the Rick Rudes. And this is something that I want to see, like, in sports cards. And I know if anybody's out there is listening to the Wax Museum podcast, uh, Kyle's a Indiana Pacers collector. So there's not, not a lot of people out there collecting Pacers cards. I'm I want so to see sorry. that with wrestling. So, so I want to see somebody latch on to... <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp. I want to see somebody latch on to, you know, you said demolition, yeah. just somebody that's like a mid card or even like if they had Mulkey brothers cards, if you want to collect or George South, like the jobbers. And I got, a, I got an eight by 10 sign with them somewhere. They were, they were <laughs> awesome. But I think what it's going to, there's, there's two things it's going to take to get those cards to just be respected, to be like Tony, like you said, like a hundred dollar cards. And that's going to be 
people waking up and realizing that wrestling is cool and wrestling cards are cool and it's an acceptable thing to just like wrestling and collect it. And then the bigger thing I think is going to be people going back and learning the history. I think a lot of people, you know, I talk about putting in work to fund your hobby. I think a lot of people don't like to put work into going and learning. And that, I mean, you could put that into life in general, but people don't like to go back and look at wrestling history. And then it's amazing. Like you think you're talking to a wrestling fan, you bring something up that happened 10 years ago. And they're like, what, but who was this? He was this gimmick. I didn't know. And I'm just like, man, do they like, do these people even know who like a dusty Rhodes is? I mean, there's another name that I think gets disrespected that is is huge. So Dusty's very disrespected. He's amazing. I mean, he was, I I watched him every weekend and him and Flair and him and Magnum TA and, you know, you know, we, I luckily grew up in that era, but you can, I go back on YouTube all the time. If I'm into, if I'm like, Hey, Rick Rude, I'm going to go watch all Rick Rude. I'm going to watch Mr. Perfect. The missing link. For, I know that's, he's very small, but that's a good I example see, though. Another good but, example, but, though. But, but people put missing link up like the Monty gum up on Twitter. And I'm like, so happy because I love that card. And then I go back and watch like five missing link matches. And I'm like, man, that card means so much more just because it takes me back to like watching it as a kid and someone looks at him like, well, who's the missing link, but you could, you could really teach yourself so much and learn that whole market. And it, it opens up a whole new world for people. It's crazy. That's one of the best things about wrestling cards for me too, is like, if I see someone post a card that brings back a memory, I'm way more likely to go back and watch a, seven to 10 minute match than I am to watch like a full basketball game or a full football game. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I find myself going back a lot more and appreciating the past and people's work when it comes to wrestling as opposed to traditional sports. Yeah, I I, I get it. I I just wish that uh, there was some love for these. These guys were stars. These were big names. They were were stars and they, they, they get, they get shit on for, for, and there's no value there for these guys. And I just think that, I think you can go out and buy the Rick Roots and Mr. Perfect. I keep going back to those names because those are like two names that really stick out to me. Right. That I think uh, definitely don't get even a Scott Hall. Scott Hall doesn't get the, the that's a huge either. one. Yeah, there's, there's Scott Hall is there. huge for me. I love Scott Hall. I just told you that before yeah. we started. I I collect him. I mean, he was he was just an awesome wrestler. People yeah, think I, I don't think it, there's no love there. It's like that. I, I think. And uh, by the way, I got your card stuff. So I would get that taken care of for you in another week or two. So I got your diamond stud. Um, nice. But uh, it's just, uh, there's no love for some of these guys who, yes, to a wrestling fan, these are big ass names like that, but these aren't your Hulk Hogan's. It's not your John Cena's they're not your rocks. Um, but they were parts like, you know, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, those guys were part of the biggest boom in wrestling that time frame. They were there, they're part of the biggest thing of NWO, but it's only Hogan that gets the love. You know, those, those cars don't seem to get some value. I, I, Do you guys me. think that the reason that we're talking about this is because there are just not enough wrestling fans collecting? Could because be. let's look, let's look at sports. I mean, there's really obscure collectors out there sure. of certain players that maybe maybe minor league baseball players that never even made it to the major leagues and they're player collectors of them. So I'm wondering if there's just not enough people in wrestling cards, like the fans, like we know they're willing to spend the money, but why are they not buying the cards? Right. And that's a, a like spinning the wheel on this question. It's a pretty yep. sad statement. There's probably more Ryan Leaf collectors than there are wrestling yeah. collectors. <laughs> I'm sure there is. There probably is. Oh, the championship. The, no. the... I knew it. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, awesome. you know, my night is, I have to say, uh, this has been awesome, but to hear Rick Root and Kurt and Mr. Perfect made, I'm so like, now I'm like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to go watch Rick Root and uh, win the world-class championship. You, yeah, per Perfect's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers Matt, like that. I, you, I just. You mentioned world-class, like, I, I don't know. Him. I don't know if it got any more over in the '80s than, than Hulkamania and Von Erichs. Yeah, right. And nobody even knows who they. No are. one even talks. No one no. even talks about Von Erichs and world class. Like I remember coming home watching it was on ESPN, and I'm like, oh man, I just would be glued to it. And I went back and I I watch it as much as I can. And so many stars that people know were in there. You know, One Man Gang, King, you know, King Kong Bundy, Dingo uh, Warrior. Dingo Warrior, which was crazy. Dingo Warrior, but never heard of um, that guy. Yeah, exactly. No Dingo Warrior cards. I'll tell you, not that I've ever come across. There's, but, there's a bootleg uh, one. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bootleg one, but um, I think you know the the if you follow you know on Twitter, it makes me happy when I go through the the timeline and you see these people saying, "I'm going to start wrestling collections now," yeah. and. I, I think the more, you, the more you keep seeing that, they're always going to go to the Hogan and the Rock to start. Sure. But I think once they start, um, you know, getting into it more and they start watching videos or they go back and they take to their childhood and be like, wow, I want to get that Mr. Perfect. I but I hope these are guys who are coming into it that were, actually, I don't really care. I don't care how they're coming into the, in the hobby as long as they're coming to the hobby. But, you know, I'm wondering how many of them are, you know, I used to watch wrestling when I was a kid. I haven't watched in 30 years where it's like that. So I'm, maybe I'll give it a try and get rid of some of this football and baseball, whatever it's like that. Right. Or are they just like, they're still into their baseball and football. Like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just kind of buy up some stuff to kind of supplement my, my collection kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And that all just comes back to real life. Like, you know, Tony, we've talked about before, like wrestling's the bottom rung of entertainment, like yeah. across the board. And it, it, once we can get past that, which, you know, if Sports Center is retweeting CM Punk's entries, right. I mean, that's that, that's something. And I think another thing we need to remember, because I think we get kind of caught in our own bubble here, is that if you look on some of the social media of kids reacting to WWE, like we have to remember that like a lot of this isn't booked and made for us. It's made right. for kids. Yeah. So it's if we can kids. if we can keep the kids engaged, you know, maybe the modern cards of now, even if we're not necessarily interested. And that's maybe, my job of opening a store exactly yeah and that's and that's the job that we reason we created the content yeah. is to just like get people involved and have fun no matter where you're collecting at so a lot of right. a lot of moving parts in this discussion it's just it's 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 fun to be part of it i really i, I see some people post collections you know and i'm like wow they got that like sitting in their house and it's it's a, it's amazing and you're just so excited to see more people coming out of the woodwork because they probably weren't like, you know, I go to a local card shop. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a wrestling card collector. And people are like, oh really? And like, you know, it's um, still has that stigma to it. You know, it does. You're just sort of like a wrestling card. Like, collector, you. You know? like that. But it's then like that, when you start that Hunter Hearst Helmsley gif, you know, I, I get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you start talking about it, they always take back. I, every single person goes, oh man, well, I used to watch that. And then they start talking about, they remember all the names and, they loved it and they had the toys and then it's sort of, yeah. you know, like Some, something that most people cannot do with sports. Yeah. True. Right. Like there's exactly. no way, there's no way in a million years you're going to get me to buy a soccer card. It's not going to happen. No. <laughs> well, hypothetically, like, let's say you were like super into baseball in like 1994, like chances are you're not going to be able to go back 
and have those same memories unless it was like your team's world series that year, you know, something crazy like that. You're not going to have that same feeling as, you know, Oh, do you remember that one time when Hogan slammed Andre and this is a card that represents that time? Like Mm -hmm. you just don't have that. I don't think with sports cards as much as wrestling. Nope. You don't think you're right. You know, like like, there's the iconic cards, like the Jordan rookie, the 89 for Ken Griffey Jr. For people my age, you know, that was the pinnacle of cards, but I'm not going to go back and watch Ken Griffey play baseball games, but I'm going to see uh, the Brooklyn Brawler uh, market scene card and be like, right. you know, I'm going to go watch a couple Brooklyn Brawler matches. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. A lot of people don't go back and watch past sports events. Uh, documentaries are a good thing, which is why we see a, you know, that happen in the prices of sports cards. But with wrestling, you're just like immediately going to Peacock or YouTube or whatever you got and going back and reliving all those things over and over again because it's storytelling, it's characters. It's not, I mean, it's a contest, but you know, it's not sports. The personalities are, yeah, were amazing. All right. I will close the show out with my topic. And that is what do you guys think about leaf wrestling cards? I personally love them. I've always loved them, but I've talked to a lot of people that seem to be almost disgusted by them. Like, I don't like artwork like this. I want the picture. I don't like sticker autos i want on-card autos you know uh the product's too expensive the names they're putting in there aren't as good you know there's so many mixed opinions i've got about leaf wrestling so uh whoever wants to start just uh kick us off yeah well i I just bought my first (laughs) leaf wrestling card it was the (laughs) the brian pillman jr autograph that i found at the card show um it's not that I didn't like them. I really like the card design. I'm a fan of that, like more artistic style, like uh, the NWA Power cards, the Thunder yeah. Racer one. I like those cards a lot. I know those are divisive too. Not everybody right. likes those, but I really love the design. Um, I was happy to find one, and um, I think that having the names that they do it provides like almost a a prospecting element to wrestling as well with seeing a lot of these people coming to different promotions, going to AEW. Uh, you can go back and find autograph cards of people like Britt Baker, or Brian Pillman Jr. As they move to AEW and whatnot. So I like that aspect of it. Um, I am a huge fan. I went crazy on the leaf ultimate wrestlings when they came out last year one thing the design's beautiful i know it's not uh, it's not on card so people go crazy but for someone that wants to get into an autograph i mean you can pick up a totally blanchard for you know 15 20 dollars i mean that to me is so cool you don't have to you know leave your house to get it and i i went i went i probably bought about 40 different ones that i wanted um i got the hogan's the flares and I, that was a big deal for me because I didn't have any Hogan or Flair autographs and I'm thinking wow how cool is that um I got a couple boxes but I think it's a great product it's not for everybody but I would uh I, I I'll never get rid of them I mean I, I look at those cards often I think they're really cool Tony you're spinning around in your chair when we mentioned uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tony hates them we can... no no I don't I don't hate them I, I have a lot of them, uh, but they're all unsigned because I, I sat with a lot of the talent that signed those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jericho ones, I, I brokered that deal to get that to get those signed for for Jericho. Uh, um, 
So I have a bunch of them, but I, I don't have any of them signed. They're all just blank. Mm -hmm. I just kind those, of those could be like if you were to sell those, those may be as valuable as I don't know. The, I mean, yeah. they're not numbered. Those might be more valuable. They're not yeah. numbered. So I, you know, I got oh, a couple of the Scott Steiners. I sat with him. I got a couple over here. This person I got from China. I got the, I got I got like different ones that are just uh, you know blanks and sitting around. But um, you know, I, I like them. I think they're kind of cool. It's so like that. If I was like, it's hard for me to have an opinion on anything modern in the last since two thousand and four, two thousand five, mm -hmm. because I stopped kind of collecting seriously around that time. And so nothing to me really is like appealing to me. Like I got to have this set or something like that. It's just, um, I don't know, maybe I have a different mindset for me too, because of, of my actual other job too, where I end up socializing a lot with certain people like that. So it's like, I don't need to have an autograph. I'm going to go see this person this weekend and hang out or something or talk, whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just, it me, it's like, um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I missed out. And so I don't want to go back and, and, and buy, <laughs> I guess. Uh, although, you know, the new AEW product's coming out, which, you know, I, we, you need to talk right. about that, Zan. Uh, and I, I just did secure a case of that. So I'm, gonna, I'm getting a case of that coming in. Um, but it's just something I kinda, I'm kind of prospecting on that. I'm kind of like, oh, first release, da da da, official release. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. It's cool stuff. I, I'm not really a big, huge fan when it comes to the artwork type of stuff. But I, I know why they did it that way, so they can get around licensing rights and stuff like that, right. uh, which is kind of cool. I think it's cool they mixed up some different talents you would never see before mixed up together, yes. which is really cool. Um, like you would never find some guys from New Japan mixed in with like a Kenny you know, Omega. Sign. I mean, it's just it's just some really cool, you know, layouts. And they, and they even they mixed in some MMA guys in there too. You know, it's like that, which was kind of cool, a little crossing that uh, bridge there. You yep. know, um, it's teach their own, I guess. I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't know if I'd ever own any unless I got one in a collection something. And then again, I wouldn't be married to it. So I just, uh, for the right price, I'd move it probably anyways. I, I like it for a lot of different reasons. Um, I think probably the artwork and the style is the least important thing of the card. I think the leaf product is actually one of the best entry level people to get into the hobby because it's the cheapest right. way to get legends, autos, parallels, serial number cards. Like, the, all that is a perfect storm with the exception of like, you know, when people pass away, they get really expensive. Tony, I know I messaged you. Like I, I've been like procrastinating about putting this leaf wrestling midnight express set together of Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, Jim Cornette and Stan Lane. And then Bobby Eaton passes away. Actually all those skyrocketed. Right. So they're still affordable in the grand scheme of things. And they, you know, some come down if they're not a serial number or parallel or something, but the fact that you can still go out and buy Bobby Heenan cards in the leaf product and they are relatively affordable. You know, like you look at, I would say Bobby Heenan's like one of the biggest managers of all time. So if you look there's at another great name from the last segment we talked yeah. about, that's totally undervalued. Like I can't so believe his stuff is so cheap. It's so cheap. It's crazy. I'll compare his leaf autos to like a random ultimate warrior auto. Like I know it's a little bit different. Like warrior's probably more popular, but they're still at the top of wrestling history and the Bobby Heenan ones are like, you can still find leaf autos that, but warrior didn't sign much. So um, it's really easy to get into a Hogan auto. If you're looking at leaf product, even if it's not serial numbered, it's just a good way. I think for people to get into cool wrestling autograph cards of legends that aren't necessarily pushed out, you know, like, cause I think a lot of the Hogan autos that we see on the secondary market now are all like, you know, cool cards like 85 tops or, 82 all-stars or some like obscure release, something like that. But um, I don't know, just always, always like the leaf stuff. I, 
I thought it's cool. As you talked about legends, like I got Axe and Smash together for $20. And to me, I sat, that's, I sat with those guys when they signed those cards. <laughs> well, I, they're sitting right in the next room over and, you know, Bret Hart and just guys for like uh, Great Muda, who I love Great Muda. Uh, yeah. and, and, and to get uh, those guys for $30, $40. And because people, when, when they first came out, people just wanted the Hogan's, the Flares, and the real low numbered cards. And I got a couple of those, but people were dropping the unnumbered ones and like the one to 25s, like for nothing. I was picking them up for so cheap. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep getting the McFoley's and that type of stuff. Um, am I married to them? No, but it's just cool to have all those legends that you normally wouldn't have. Would, would, be, would that be, would those kind of cards, those type of cards be something to go way back to our beginning of our conversation here? Uh, would those be something that you would turn around and say, listen, I'm not married to them, but for my Absolutely. bigger item I want, I want to move these to get to my bigger item. Since I've gotten those, I've started to get like the Hogan mar market scene rip card autographed and, and Ric Flair's cards autographed. And those are my personal collection stain. So now I could get rid of the one of five Hogan leaf and turn that into something else I want. Yeah. I'm, I'm not married to them. I'm, okay. I'm not in a rush to sell them, but I think that the prices have gone up on those, not um, crazy, but a lot more. And I have to say the Shockmaster Typhoon um, <laughs> yeah. variants, I, I, I'm a big, I, I bought into those. I was like, these are amazing. This is going to be great. Um, and Tugboat, it hasn't really caught on, but I think it's cool he signed three because you just don't know how many he did. There could be 20, there could be 50. So I think that's sort of cool how they had a little change up on those too. Yeah, you can also find these really cheap in lots. People will put them together and just trying to, you know, get rid of them. The only one that I have that uh, I've actually just sold one today. I sold a Coco Beware one for like, I don't know. It was like five bucks or something. I just sold I sent you that one. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I had two of them. Oh. I don't know which one you sent me. Like you, I don't know which one, if, if I sold the one you had, or if I sold the other one, cause I bought. Well, like, glad. No, it's Coco beware. I just, I, I, uh, I think for five bucks for that, that's what you're going to get for Coco beware. I don't see that ever going higher or anything like that. That's, uh, but he's a Hall of Famer, nice man. Well, I know. <laughs> Oh, well, that goes back also to what in world said. class. He was also in world yeah. class. But like um the only leaf I've had several, that was one of them I just pulled out of the air, but I've had several of the leaf cards, and the only one that has uh stayed in my collection, and I'm I'm only gonna I'm gonna have a hard time selling it, is that clearly defiant Ric Flair yeah, auto out of two. Like you just it's look an at awesome it and card. It's, yeah, it's like you look at it and you're like, okay, 1985 Jim Crocker promotions, and this is Ric Flair, this is everything. So. And it's a is that a isn't that like a one of three or one of five or is it a the one I have is out of two but they made them I think the highest print is like out of fifty so they have like an but each one is has a color variation. I've yet to see one of those graded, um, and I and they sort of came out when the backlog started, but mm -hmm. I've never I haven't seen the newer version in a slab yet. So I think that's interesting too. Where will that take that card? Like a right. Hogan one of five or um that type of thing right yeah so i think and you know there's there's good entry level cards there's good cards like what i just mentioned that are you know top of the line like stuff that's going to stay in pcs for quite a while no matter who you like that could be valuable i mean i thought i overpaid for it but i'd seen enough of those that i was like okay i finally just found the one that was out of two i was like i gotta have it 
And I haven't seen but one other of those cards pop up since then, and that's been months. So it's a great card. Yeah. Well, unless, do you guys got anything else that you uh, need to get off your chest before we get out of here? I don't. Know. I think so. I still have to say I'm. I'm gonna say this, even though I'm a, a Randy Savage. I still feel that this is one of the most underrated cards in the wrestling business. I have to say, I don't understand why it is not up there with the other guys, but I, uh, I just had to get that out because it just is very, I don't want to say a disrespected card because it's a great card, but it just does not get the love. A lot of the other, you know, first cards of people get. And I was wondering if you guys had an opinion on that. I think all I actually, savage stuff is, is undervalued. I actually feel the same way you feel, except for the first card you showed in the video. Like, well, yeah, the, that, that yeah. it's the first pack pullable serial numbered autograph card of any wrestling product. Period. Yep. This stays with me for this is with me yeah. forever. So that's that's not. Yeah, I just anymore. don't like people are completely underestimating those. Like, I saw an Undertaker when I've been watching. I have one, but I was watching to same. see, and it was like. 1500 and then it was 13 and then it, wow. was, and it got yeah, it just kept going down and i'm like why are people not pouncing on this because they don't pop up every every day so i don't know it's weird yeah i think I'm people get sure. hung up people get hung up on the uh, I, I agree with you that 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 like out of all the macho band cards if you're not going for the card you have or the wcw auto the card that you just showed would be my third choice as far as like a pecking order right the W the WCW auto is on my that is uh on my list. People are it, it's been tough to get yeah. it because people are valuing it so high. Um, and I'm not gonna overpay for it, but the, right. when the time comes, I'll move mm -hmm. something and I'll get it. Nice pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some stuff in the hopper ready to go for, <laughs> for when I want my stuff. Caleb, do you have anything on that Macho Man card? Um, that was, well, I went through kind of a similar thing, but with the Undertaker card from the Action Pack. Uh, I love both those cards. I love the Action Pack cards a lot. I'm a big believer in them. Um, the Macho Man is one that I, I feel like I have to get at some point to complete the pair of the, the Undertaker and the Macho Man. Um, as far as the one that matches showed, it seems like that's a really hard one to get in like nines and tens too. So I think that that's something that could, or should be impacting the value. I would think that would make people want to chase it, but there's so few. But even being graded, I mean, why does it have to be graded? That card seems to get well, disrespected yeah. even in a raw format. You know, exactly. it, it just, uh, to me, it seems like it should be, it, it needs to be higher than that. It just, I think it should be double the value that's going for. It. I mean, even in a raw, raw version seems to be really obtainable. Yeah. I've, I've I collected that card. I was buying every single one I could raw. I didn't care, even if they were a little off, you know, because they're off right. center. Yeah. But I just think it's such a great card. And I still can't believe that it's just, it's just sort of, I don't want to say forgotten about, but it's just not respected with a lot of the top cards. And then when we think back to the uh, A&D documentaries we were talking about earlier, out of all the ones that came out, I feel like oh. that was, uh, that was I don't want to say a hit piece, but it was a hit piece. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, bad. I was yeah. very, uh, I was not happy about I'm that. Sure, God, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a horrible wrestling fan. I haven't watched any of those yet. You don't oh, watch that one. Yeah, that out of all of them, all of them were positive except that one, I feel like. Oh, I got to watch it now. I'm going to watch it because it's so bad. <laughs> Come on, I'm a I'm a trauma movie lover, man. I, I gotta. I, oh, I gotta oh like, <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch that stuff. 
Well, guys, thanks for joining us today. Um, Matt, we'll start with you and then we'll go with Caleb after you're done. Just let everybody know where they can find you and what you're up to. If anything, any cool items got coming in or anything like that. Um, I, I, you can find me on Twitter, uh, mdelakis. I actually uh, just got uh, two weeks ago, uh, Hogan All-Stars Raw. I took a risk on it on eBay. Um, the pictures weren't very good. And I was like, well, I'm going to, I want to get it before it goes too crazy. Just like, cause I never got the Michael Jordan rookie, uh, sent it to PSA, got a PSA five. It's coming back tomorrow, which I'll post. Nice. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that for yeah, taking congratulations. Um, thank you very much. So yeah, that's, that's one off the list and, uh, just glad to be part of this community. And I wish my yep. PSA card would come back sometime in my lifetime. Well, Super Express, yeah. you uh, you pay a little extra for that and get it back in a week. But I wanted to get it back and just have it and not wait a year for it. Caleb, let everybody know where they can find you. Yep. Um, collecting with Caleb on Twitter at Collecting with C because it was too long to fit everything in. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me on there. Uh, hashtag the Street PC is where you can see all the cards that I've uh, curated so far for that project. And if you have any low-grade uh, 1982 Rick Flares or Raw Rick Flares. Hit me up. Let's make something happen. Yeah, hook this guy up, man. I, wanna, I, wanna, I can't wait for this collection to be done and see it uh, you know, framed up and on the wall. Oh, yes. right. Tony, do you got any of those in Capone's vault? No, I know for a fact I don't I don't have Hogan, ah. Andre, or Rick Flair from those sets. I, I've told you before, I, uh, I, I can't play the shoulda, coulda, woulda games. Yeah, you but can't But if do I that. did, those are the shoulda, coulda, woulda cards because I got right. rid of those about six years ago i paid i think 25 bucks for all three sets like combined all three sets for oh, 25 gosh. bucks it was it was in one of those ebay snipe deals where you know midnight to tuesday night no one's watching i threw on my bids like that woke up oh i guess i won all of them you know for 25 bucks whatever it was uh Man. so i had it was, it was a good good investment this is you know early 2000s and so then, uh, you know, I had them. And then uh, about six years ago, I said, you know, I'm getting rid of the Hogan, the Andre and the, and the Ric Flair. I sold Hogan for 500. I sold Andre and Ric Flair $300 a piece. I mean, that was a, that's a huge profit margin for me, man. Yeah. But, you know, I can't sit there and go, oh, I could have got a grade and maybe gotten a nine and thousands of dollars. Right. Like, I can't, but I should have could have. You just got to take it and move on. I yeah. take it and move on. Part of the hobby. It's part yeah. of the hobby. Just move on. Well, guys, thanks for coming on. This is a fantastic uh, discussion covering lots of ground today. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe, whatever podcast platform you're on, share it with a friend. As we stated today, let's get more wrestling fans specifically into the hobby. But if you're, even if people are lapsed wrestling fans or into sports cards, let's bring them in too. This isn't pump and dump. It's just a great community to be in. That's a Caleb whole Matt. different program. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks to people like you two coming on to the show today, keeping the hobby going great participants in the hobby. So thanks everybody for listening. Check out Matt and Caleb on social media. And until next time, see you guys. We're out.